Hi, this is Therapeutic Cuisine and I'm Chef Kelly York. I specialize in developing recipes that use natural ingredients to target and alleviate various human health conditions. Today we're going to look at stroke. Stroke is the number four killer in the U.S. behind diabetes, lung disease, heart disease, and it's number four. There was a huge study called the Nurses Health Study that showed if you eat a Western diet, you increase your risk of stroke by 58%. But if you eat a healthier diet, say a Mediterranean diet, which includes whole grains, fish, fruits and vegetables, you can reduce that risk by 30%. Today we're going to talk about foods and recipes that you can eat that involve those types of ingredients. First thing I'm gonna do is we're gonna make a harissa rub. Harissa is a spice mix or a paste that is used a lot in North Africa, the Middle East, Asia. Um, it is a fiery uh, spice mix that includes things like red chili peppers, paprika, garlic. Um, it's easy to make at home. You can buy it in the grocery store, but we're gonna make it from scratch today, and then we're gonna go ahead and make a fish dish with it. So let's go ahead and get started. To make the harissa sauce, it's just a lot of spices, and I make this up buy a big batch and put it in my kitchen and then I have it handy when I want to sprinkle it on things like a chicken breast or fish. Um, if I want to make a sauce out of it, I'll mix it into say yogurt and then I can use it on crab cakes and sandwiches or put it together with some tomato paste and make a red harissa paste. So the first thing I'm going to do is take some ginger. Ginger is a great anti-inflammatory and coriander salt and pepper, some oregano, and you can use fresh or dried, chili powder, very prevalent in harissa, and you can use a hot or mild chili powder. I like to add a little extra kick, so I put in some cayenne of mine. Garlic, garlic is so healthy. It's almost in every recipe I develop. Next is a bunch of seeds. We've got caraway seeds, fennel seeds, cumin seeds, and cinnamon. That's it. You can make it in a big batch and keep it on your shelf and have it handy for all the little things that you want to make and it's quite easy to make at home. Most people have those spices in their spice drawer or cabinet, and that's it. So I'm gonna go ahead and get this cleaned up and we'll get ready to make a fish dish that is based off the harissa spice rub. Now that we've made a harissa spice rub, we're gonna make a vegetable, bean, and fish dish. Fish is very beneficial to help ward off your risk of stroke. A Harvard study showed that if you eat fish one to four times a week, you can reduce your risk for getting a stroke by 27%. So let's get started. I'm gonna take some fish and 
season it with that harissa that we made earlier. I'm also going to set my vegetables aside and cut my fish into about four ounce portions. I'm using here a sea bass. You want to use any kind of white fish that has a good omega-3 profile, like maybe halibut, or you could use cod. That's a nice, firm fish. I'm going to make six little portions here and sprinkle it with that harissa that I made earlier. You're going to take about a tablespoon, maybe two-thirds of a tablespoon, and put it on each filet a good dose of the spice. I take my fish and I pan fry it or saute it in a little either olive oil or red palm oil. Red palm oil comes from the red palm and it's very high in beta carotene. It also has the trocopherols, the uh, vitamin E in it. The olive oil is also very good. Um, it has a high smoke point if it's a uh, filtered olive oil. My fish I like to put in with the spice side down. I kind of want to give it a little crusting first. Your pan should be hot before you add the olive oil because you don't want that oil to have to sit any longer than it's necessary and uh, start to turn into a trans fat on you. So my fish could have been, my pan could have been a little hotter here, but it's going to come up very quickly on this heat. So spice down first. That'll set it up a little bit. It'll take about three to four minutes per side, depending on how thick your fish is. Meanwhile, I'm gonna talk about my vegetables a little bit. A little earlier, I steamed some mixed vegetables. It doesn't really matter. The more vegetables, the better the, uh, for your diet when you are trying to prevent the um, onset of strokes. What we've got here is some uh, baby carrots and broccoli. We've, you can throw fennel in there for flavoring and um, uh, squash. Any vegetables that you have in your refrigerator will do. You also want to chop up some cabbage. And I steam my cabbage and my vegetables a little bit so that when I get into the later process with my sauteing, um, it's a little farther along in the cooking stage. So I'm starting to hear my fish come up here. I think these are ready to turn now, so, yep, there we go. Give them a quick turn and cook them on the other side. This pan is doing so well at non-sticking, I'm having a hard time getting it flipped. I eat a lot of fish in my diet. If you don't like fish, you really are missing out on a good opportunity to eat a healthier diet. Fish is so good for you. This is going to actually carry over cook a little bit, so I'm going to go ahead and get a plate ready to remove these. Because I'm going to need the saute pan. I'm going to finish up with my vegetables. I'm going to cover that with a little piece of foil so it'll stay warm. And now I'm going to saute some onions. I like to keep them in a wedge so that I can brown them a little bit on both sides. 
the browning will just give it a little extra caramelization um, and some flavor. I'm going to go ahead and start adding the rest of my vegetables. And what I've got here is some more soft vegetables. So I'm going to add them first and just get them a little bit cooked. And then I'm going to add my steamed vegetables. So we have here some zucchini and some summer squash. I'm going to cook that. Let it get a little soft. Okay, now that my vegetables are softened up, I'm going to add the other vegetables that I steamed earlier. And these are just full of antioxidants and uh, phytonutrients. Everything goes back into the pan. I have to say, when I see a pot full of vegetables, it just makes my heart sing. Now I'm going to take some more harissa, what's left from my seasoning the fish, and I'm going to add that to some vegetable broth. And that's going to go into my pan with the garbanzo beans. And you don't even have to drain them. Just the liquid from if you're using a can. If you've boiled them, pre-boiled them yourself, they can be drained. It's a very rustic. Oh, and also tomato paste. I like to actually stir that into the broth before I put it in, but it'll break down and we'll get it all blended in. I'm going to let this continue to simmer just to get the flavors to mature a little bit. All right, I think I've got the uh, tomato mixed in here. We're going to put a lid on this and let it simmer, and we'll be back with our next recipe. Okay, we're back. Uh, we're going to make a white bean pizza now with vegetables and bagna calda drizzle sauce. I'm going to start with making a dough, and uh, pizza doughs are so easy to make. I don't know why people don't always make them at home. No reason to go out and buy a frozen one that has all those chemicals and bad oils. We're going to start with some bread flour, and we use a little bread flour because it's high in gluten, it's high in protein, and you need that gluten to be able to rise a little bit. But I also cut that with some barley flour, and I use barley flour here because it's high in magnesium, which is really good for warding off your, um, your symptoms of, or your risk of, of stroke. We're going to add a package of pizza yeast. Now you can buy pizza yeast at the grocery store, it's labeled pizza yeast. It's actually um, available almost everywhere I've gone, so I don't think you have any trouble finding it in the grocery store. A little bit of salt, and I add about, about oh, a tablespoon of olive oil. And then finally some warm water to activate the yeast. But first I'm going to give this a little stir, just get that mixed together, and add my water. Let that come together. Now because there's gluten flour here. We want to knead a little bit so that we can get the gluten to stretch a little bit. Once this comes together like a ball, I'm going to go ahead and add some flour to my cutting board. 
and knead this a few times. And you can, it's a feel here. You knead it till it starts feeling um, elastic and smooth. And if it's a little sticky, which it will be at first, you can add a little more flour to the board. And it usually takes about five minutes. So I'm not going to spend five minutes here kneading. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this back in the bowl. It takes about 10 minutes. Um, not a, it's not like making a loaf of bread. This is a quick, a quick rise. And it's also pizza, so we're not trying to get a whole lot of volume on the loaf. Just a nice, delicious crust. I love to knead because it lets me know what my dough is doing, and if you have some stress, it'll get out some frustration. You can turn on some music in your kitchen. It's good for your arms. So I'm gonna put some oil in my bowl here. Let this sit for about 10 minutes, and I'll start making the topping. Just put that in a bowl. I'm gonna put a nice uh, kitchen cloth on top of it and put it in a, not hot place, but warm. If it's a little bit uh, humid, that's even actually better. Next, I'm going to make the topping. And this is a white bean, which is very high in potassium, one of the highest beans for potassium. And potassium is very good for, um, for the blood vessels, to let the blood vessels open up and, um, keep you at a lower risk for stroke. So the white bean I would put in my food processor and blend that up. I've already done that. Same thing with the artichokes. Artichokes are put into the food processor and pureed. To that I add some chopped fresh spinach, which is really a wonderful vegetable again, high in magnesium. I also add some Italian seasoning to that and a little bit of lemon juice just to brighten up the flavor. I'm going to give this a stir, get it all nice and blended. And this is what I use to spread on my pizza. Now pizzas that are white pizzas, meaning that they don't have any marinara sauce on it, um, are usually compensated by adding copious amounts of saturated cheese, saturated fat cheese, or uh, a thick, uh, heavy cream sauce. Not with this one. We're going to add a nice, delicious artichoke and bean spread. Okay, once your dough has sat for about 10 minutes, it will be a little more risen than right now. We're really pushing it here. We're going to put it on our pan. Now I've lightly greased my pan with a little bit of olive oil and then I like to use some cornmeal. It helps the dough not stick to the pan and the cornmeal actually keeps um, some grit on the surface so that you can push out your dough and it won't spring back. So I'm going to go ahead and pull this out as far as I can. And because this is a quick rising yeast. I'm actually going to get a little rise when I put this in the oven, even though I've really forced the timing here. Now normally 
I would use a pizza pan, like a 12-inch pizza pan for this recipe. We're just going to spread it out on a half sheet pan today. And I'm going to make it, oh, about a round pizza, best I can. And go ahead and I'm going to cook this for about 10 minutes. A little bit of a cook first before I put the topping on. So I'm going to go and do that and I'll be right back. Okay, my pizza crust has pre-baked now. I'm going to go ahead and top it with the white bean and artichoke spread and top it with our other toppings and put it back in the oven. There's a lot of mm, good smell going on here and smelling the garlic and actually the artichokes are even coming out on my nose. So just spread it out to the edge, the whole batch of topping. This you could actually do on a piece of flatbread as well. If you had like focaccia that you would like to make this into a pizza or even whole wheat pita bread slices. Those white beans, mm, full of potassium. Next we're going to layer the toppings. What we have here is paper-thin cut potatoes. You can do that either by hand or you could use a mandolin slicing machine. I'm going to straddle that on with some sliced zucchini, paper-thin again. Just randomly throw it around on the pizza as much as you'd like. I have slivered onions. Again, very thinly sliced. And you want to keep the slices pretty thin because you want this to cook uh, nice and crisp. The potato slices will get browned. We're going to season a little bit more with some hot red pepper flakes, fennel seeds, and garlic powder. And garlic powder, I mean the kind that's just the garlic, not the, sa the uh, salted garlic powder. You can put on as much hot pepper flakes as you like. I happen to like mine pretty spicy. And fennel seeds. I can't say enough about fennel seeds. Um, I use them uh, everywhere that I have an Italian recipe, especially a sausage. That sweetness of the fennel comes out a little bit, goes a long way. There's my garlic powder. And I'm going to add some more potatoes on the top. A little bit more zucchini. And now we're going to add some paper-thin sliced prosciutto. Prosciutto is an Italian air-cured ham. It's very salty, so a little bit goes a long way. And with stroke, you want to be very careful about your sodium intake. So you really want to follow the recipe amounts when it comes to the prosciutto. But this I like to put on the very uh, top of the pizza, and it'll crisp right up. It's just delicious. Just enough salt. I'm going to keep it to under 20% of, uh, of your daily needs, recommended allowances. And finally, I'm going to put a little bit more potato slices on the top. And those potatoes, full of potassium, very good for uh, trying to keep your risk of stroke down. Okay, I think that'll do. I'm going to let that sit here a minute, and we're going to go ahead and start making one more recipe that is really fun 
for especially the summertime months, a dessert that I call a frozen cantaloupe ball and fire and ice sauce. The fire and ice sauce is um, minty, fresh, and spicy, and it makes a wonderful dessert for the winter, uh, excuse me, for the summer. And I like you could eat it in the winter too. But uh, we start out with a food processor and we're going to blend all of our ingredients. I'll go through that real quick. First, we're gonna have some mascarpone cheese that's gonna go in, now, not a whole lot, because this is pretty rich stuff. Next, we're adding golden raisins. A little bit of mint. And you can get this recipe online at Food, Foodie TV or at Therapeutic Cuisine TV. And then lots of ginger. And boy, is ginger a wonderful, wonderful uh, root. Uh, it helps ease um, stomach pains. It's very good for nausea. Uh, it's very anti-inflammatory. And then finally, a little more kick, which is the fiery part of this sauce, and that is the jalapeno. All of that goes into my blender, or my food processor. And I'm going to process that till it all comes together and it's smooth. I take a minute. I wish you could smell this. So this is a beautiful light green hue, and I can just smell that mint and the jalapenos. And I like to serve this after a meal like the harissa fish. And I also like to put five or six melon balls in um, a martini glass, or you can use a low dessert bowl or an ice cream dish. And I will put the melon balls out a few minutes before I want to serve it so that they still stay frozen, but they're not completely defrosted, but just a little bit softened uh, so that you can get, uh, you're not going to break a tooth on them. So let's do a good order here. And all you do is take your sauce and plop that on the top, right on the top. So there you have it. I like to garnish this with some toasted, slivered, or sliced almonds, and a mint sprig. And there you have it, a wonderful dessert for the summertime. It's made with uh, cantaloupe, which is high in potassium, which is an electrolyte balancing uh, effect on your body. Very good for a stroke-friendly dessert. I'm going to go ahead and get my pizza in the oven, clean up a little bit, and we'll be back for a little summary of all three recipes. Okay, so now we have all three dishes. Our cantaloupe melon balls with a fire and ice topping. We made a fish harissa that we're serving over some brown rice, lots of vegetables, lots of spices. And finally, we made our pizza, which has the white bean and artichoke spread, and it's topped with potatoes and zucchini and our prosciutto ham. 
I also, at the last minute, will take some of this Bagna Calda, which is a sauce that is a traditional Italian sauce that's usually served warm where you dip in your vegetables and your bread. And a little bit of that, I will drizzle, say, a fourth a cup of it over the pizza. And that has anchovies in it, which are very high in calcium and your omega-3 fatty acids. And the recipe for the Bagna Calda is on my website, therapeuticcuisine.tv or foodietv.com. I'm gonna go ahead and slice this pizza up and we're gonna get, oh, three slices per serving. I'm going to have to put it on a platter there and serve it family style. And there we go with three slices, a wonderful, tasty, uh, high potassium snack. Remember, with stroke, you want to eat foods that are high in potassium. You want to stay away from smoking is terrible. It thickens your blood and causes placking in your arteries. Uh, you want to keep your weight down. Even 10 pounds makes a difference. So keep that BMI under 25. Also, you want to eat low cholesterol foods. Keep your blood pressure down and don't always exercise. Anyway, those are three recipes that I suggest for helping with keeping your risk down, but it's also a lifestyle change and being aware of what you're eating. And I am Chef Kelly York. This is Therapeutic Cuisine. And as the father of medicine, Hypocrisy said, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. We'll see you again soon.